1: Welcome back to the Banners Broadcast. I'm Chris Grenham, and with me as always, founder, CEO of CLNS Media, Nick Gelson. Nick, what's going on, man?
0: That's me. What's up? What's up, Chris? We made Open it. day,
1: man. We made it. We're finally here. Finally real, here. Real basketball. I feel like, you know, about a month ago we were saying we made it, but it was for preseason basketball, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> preseason basketball is a weird thing where you get so excited that it's finally here, and then you watch... A game or even half a game, and you're like, oh, this and you're like man, this this really sucks. This really mm-hmm. sucks. So yep. it, it feels like just a couple of years ago, you know, NBA teams were playing like eight preseason games. So four was nice. We had this front-loaded preseason schedule, and Brad Stevens basically got to have another training camp with his team over the last week and a half or so. And
0: I, Chris, I tend to think that, that this past week and a half was the real training camp.
1: I think so, too. I mean, people obviously didn't like the way the Celtics were playing. Uh, during the preseason, but you have to think that Stevens was well aware that they had this in their back pocket. They were going to have a week and a half to prepare before the regular season started, so it's not like everything we were seeing was the real deal. No, I mean, how many practices
0: did they get before game one of preseason? Like four? Yeah, three, not,
1: not three maybe, and they had two days of training camp really because then they had to travel down to uh, North Carolina. So kind of a weird batch, but I have to think that, you know, for – a group like the Celtics with Brad Stevens, I think maybe they could benefit from it. Kind of, yeah. you know, at least in the last couple media availabilities where we've heard players and and Coach Stevens talk, it sounds like they had a great week of practice and guys are starting to kind of push off the rust and and gear up for uh, tonight's game. We're recording this on Monday, but it will be out on Tuesday morning so obviously we've got the season opener the NBA opener the first game of the NBA season the Celtics Crazy. against the Philadelphia 76 Oh I know man 8 uh, p.m starts bro. 8 p.m starts that means TV a late timeouts come on that, that means a late night at TD Garden a very yep. late night at the Garden but yep. basketball's back so that's good but before we jump into season previews previewing tonight's game let's talk about Terry Rozier obviously there was some talk Last week, Brian Robb of Boston Sports Journal broke a story that the Celtics and Rozier were in talks of a contract extension. Obviously, he's set to be a restricted free agent uh, when the season is over, but they are not able, they were not able to agree on an extension prior to the October 15th deadline, which is today when we're recording. And what would they? Th- this was expected, yeah, yeah. This was expected. Obviously, Terry Rozier accepts this extension, or they agree to one. He's probably going to lose money. You're going to want to test the market if you're Terry Rozier. So what are your – any thoughts surrounding yeah, I mean, that I mean, Just from
0: a uh, point of um, finding out his own value, gauging his own value to right. test the market. I mean – but let's face it. I mean, Terry Rozier will probably walk at the end of the season, and it's not the first time – a player has walked, even if the Celtics make the finals or win the championship. I mean, look at Posey walked, and you know, in '08, Tony Allen walked. So. One thing is certain: we know Danny loves Terry, uh, but if it's coming down to dollars and cents, if it doesn't work for the Celtics, he'll let him walk. And and Kyrie's decision has to impact that slightly too, right? And I think Kyrie's health throughout the season will impact that.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, right now, obviously, he is the ultimate insurance policy. With Kyrie's uncertainty in health, it's not really there. You know, the the free agency uncertainty is basically gone now that he made his announcement, but. I think Rozier's a guy who's he's going to want to be a starter, you know, and he's going to be looking for a whole lot of money. And uh, apparently, the Celtics offered him around—I think it was—came out today around fifteen or something like that. He's looking for twenty and the opportunity to start. And with Kyrie here, that's just not going to happen. So again, there's no you know animosity between the two parties here, but it's just best for both sides. And they, I mean, the Celtics know that he's going to want to start and he's going to want to test the market. So this was this was expected going forward so it's it's you know nothing new nothing crazy but it's newsworthy it's um, newsworthy and whenever
0: and whenever terry's name comes up it's newsworthy exactly everybody exactly. loves terry which scary which terry.
1: yeah scary terry that's right so while we're on the topic of extensions and on contracts obviously we had kyrie irving announcing his intentions to return to boston this summer uh sign an extension whatever that may be and at the season tip-off gala this past Loved week, it. we heard from Wick Grossbeck, uh, Celtic's owner, talking about Kyrie's intentions. And, you know, I've had uh, plenty of, you know, run ins with Wick and heard him talk plenty of times, but you have gotten to know his tendencies and what he's like much more than I have in, I, in I years didn't. past. So, how did you react? You, you, when I talked to you after the gal, you said it was a little odd the way he spoke about Kyrie's yeah, intentions. It was Kyrie's
0: just intentions. really. Uh... I don't even know what the right word is just he was very selective in the way that he deliberate in the way that he answered um normally wick is so charismatic you know right. and all all uh, smiles and happy and it just and what really jumped out at me is when he said if i had known he was going to do it i would have been there right,
1: right. when
0: Kyrie and clearly in front of the whole garden full of fans said I've already discussed with with front office. Now maybe that means Danny and not Wick, but Danny has since said he didn't know too.
1: Right, he so knew he, he knew his intention. He didn't know when he was going to announce it. So maybe that's what Wick meant. I mean, I totally understand being cautious and and what he you say, to, just to avoid any. You don't want to cause a stir. It's 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 pointless. It's not so worth, it. It's not worth but, it. But like continually saying.
0: Kyrie, I don't know his exact words. He's saying he's an interesting guy, but he, he kept saying, "I'm getting to know Kyrie." Yeah, you know, very interesting. It, it just was. it it wasn't the normal Wick Grossbeck kind of throwback red hour back like what do you mean of course he was going to sign no one ever leaves the Celtics like you right. expect him to say something like that in jest you know yeah, or yeah. somewhat jest.
1: I, I would like to be a fly on the wall for a conversation between Kyrie Irving and Wick Grosbeck those are two very different people two, <laughs> very different two fascinating people in my eyes I mean obviously Kyrie Irving is one of the most complex athletes on the planet in my opinion yep. so really for any sure. conversation that he has I'd like to be a fly on the wall but Wick Grossbeck as well so either way I mean, it's great great. Great news that we can kind of put the kibosh on that for the season going forward. We don't have to to be asking
0: those questions every single single
1: practice, every single game. It's and seeing
0: Kyrie's face every time he gets asked. And I don't know about you, Chris, but and you've you would know better than me because you cover all the practices, but in the, the the practices and the media availabilities, the games that I've been at, Kyrie is like a different guy with he, the media. At least
1: he is. He seems very—I don't want to say laid back, but he seems very comfortable. I mean, less guarded. Less guarded, yeah. And and maybe that's just a, a you know I I don't even know how to say it. It takes people time to get adjusted into new settings, and maybe it just took him a year. Obviously, last year was the first year, new city, new team. So maybe it did take him some time to let his guard down and get familiar with the media, get familiar with the team, but you're definitely right and I saw you tweeted it this morning. He just seems very less guarded and he's more comfortable with everyone and it makes for some much better content. That's for oh. sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was never he was never not interesting his media his press scrums, but he, he was. You were very. I don't know how to put it. He was in, to a certain extent. I'm not easily intimidated. KG right. intimidating, obviously. It wasn't KG intimidating, but you just didn't know what you were going to get from him night to night, and he was right. very, very guarded, kind of like Wick was at the Shamrock Gala. Yeah, um, yeah. But this year, man, I mean, it's like you're seeing it. It's he's laughing. He's he's definitely. Uh, more open, I, I think it probably is a combination of, you're right, it's, it's a combination of getting to know the city and the team and the and the media as well. And then also I think last year he came to town with all the LeBron BS going on, mm-hmm. um, probably had his guard up there because you know, there were certain stories where maybe he He could have gotten screwed or behind his back or whatever. And then I think people also forget that he's a young dude. I mean, what's he, 27?
1: 26. He's 26, yeah. Yeah, 26. I don't even remember 26. He's an old 26, like he says, but still. For sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I I think a lot of maybe his um, new ways, I don't want to say new ways, but like his less guarded mentality is kind of, the same with a lot of his teammates. The Celtics weren't a didn't have their guard up last year with the media or with the fans or anything like that, but it seems like being around the team and being at practices and training camp and throughout the preseason the mentality around this team is pretty good. And obviously there's high expectations and everyone's looking to win a championship, so it's easy to be upbeat when you have such high expectations like that, but I think being surrounded by guys with the same kind of mentality and coaching and you know an upbeat coaching staff I think that's important, and that could definitely change things for a guy like Kyrie.
0: I think so too. I I really do, and i I think he I think Brad Brad so much speaks his language in a certain way. He does. They're both interesting guys. They're both uber intelligent. Um, I, I just I think there's there's a good match there. You don't see it very often because you don't see them. Together, very often, right? right I mean, right. unless it's at a press table, which is also really rare, um, or on the court where you know Brad's interacting with all the players, but uh, there's definitely there's definitely mutual respect there.
1: Yeah, completely. And I mean, Kyrie has called Brad Stevens a basketball genius. I think there's yeah. plenty of pe- plenty of people that would call Kyrie himself a basketball yeah, genius. And right. Watch him. You know,
0: manipulate I just hope game. he has. I hope he 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 could. You you know, he's not going to play. 82. He's probably not even going to play 78. He may not play 75 games. But yeah, they're going to. I be- hope that he puts in. uh I hope that it's sh- short on games because they're resting him and not due to injury. Because man, if he could stay healthy, the future ahead of him. Like I just, it's dawning on me as we're talking. He's only 26 years it's old. pretty <laughs>
1: wild. I know he's only 26. I fully expect him to be the Celtics' leading scorer this year. That's not oh, to yeah. say you know, he's going to go out and score 28 a night and the rest of the uh, Celtics are going to be yeah, something around there. I I would agree with that. I I think he's definitely their best scorer and their go-to scorer. So if he can stay healthy, that's obviously phenomenal. Um, right. And it's kind of a, it's a weird discussion talking about how many games he's going to play. And same with Gordon Hayward. Obviously they fall into the same category of guys returning from pretty serious injuries, but I think you could see the Celtics team similar to what the Warriors do down the road, maybe resting some guys and preparing for the playoffs. They're not necessarily going to be concerned with winning 65 games if they can do that.
0: No, and if, I think with their depth, Chris, they could still win 60 games and rest. They really could.
1: You think about resting Kyrie Irving, not many teams have the luxury of then starting Terry Rozier to right. fill in for their starting point guard. Right. That's, that's pretty nice. Right. Um, And
0: uh, Gordon, you got Jalen. So, I mean, it's uh, that second unit or that combination of players that will be the second unit and first unit this this year. But that combination of players last year got to the Eastern Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals are so damn deep that I just I think that that uh brad stevens can take the the popovich or the the kerr approach where they do rest guys yeah and And, and yet still come out on top of the conference and maybe winning 60
1: games right and this is a team that is obviously has their eyes on a bigger goal so they're not worried about win totals and that kind of thing
0: anyway chris i we have a we have a we're powered today. We have a sponsor. Powered. Uh yeah, man. We got power one in one hundred. It's a brand new way to get involved in sports and, and concert events. Boston sports fans they can get killer seats to see Celtics. Bruins, Patriots, or Red Sox for the price of a beer or even a large pizza. It could even be less, Chris. People are tired of p- paying inflated broker prices for for tickets. And now with All one these in one hundred, rightfully so. Oh, dude! I mean, how about when they? Never mind. I'm not going to bash. <laughs> <that> too, but, <laughs> you go to one in one hundred co. That's one in one hundred dot co. O n e i n the number one, the number zero, the number zero dot. CO. Now, how are you going to forget that? That's a unique URL. And there, the novelty in 10100, you'll know, is that there's no other place online that's doing online raffles for tickets and sporting events like they are. It's a totally brand new way to get involved, try to get tickets uh, to concerts, sporting events, even to our Celtics. So, the cost potentially to score tickets with the 10100 is a small fraction of the actual ticket price. Score a pair of tickets for less than the cost of a beer. Your first raffle ticket is free after sign-up. So, dude, you could even get into these games or concerts for free. I'm in the Elton John raffle right now because I cannot believe they're charging $300 yeah, for it's balcony seats at TD Garden. That's crazy. <laughs> so I got in the raffle for, like, I think 6 bucks at $1 in 100 So go over, experience it. It's, ex- it's really fun and it's exciting. You can pick your own number get the feeling of potentially scoring premium tickets if you're feeling lucky go on over to one in 100.co that's o n e i n the number one the number zero the number zero dot Co dude they have been all over our programming a really good partner of ours so if you you're a fan of the banners broadcaster and you see all in this programming please check them out check them out one in 100.co
1: Sticking with you know how this team has looked early on and expectations going forward, what were your takeaways? General, broad takeaways from the preseason. Obviously, it is the preseason. It <laughs> looked pretty clunky on both sides of the ball. But what? But staying with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, how do you think they looked? Were they better than you thought? Were they worse than you thought? Are people overreacting? What are, what are your thoughts here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, that Kyrie had a, had a, a reasonably good preseason. You know, I think he only played in two two or three games.
1: Kyrie played in two. Too right. Yep. So
0: and I think in both games he was, he was, he was, he was good. I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't taken back by anything with him. I mean, Gordon, I didn't, I really have any expectations. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, and I think there's definitely concern. Um, I don't know concern. There's definitely a point to be watching to see how long it takes him uh, to get back to form, but he's definitely not there yet.
1: Yeah, and I think that sh- game,
0: that game in Cleveland, I think was it Cleveland or or Charlotte. Where, uh, Kyrie didn't play, but Gordon did, and Brown was Cleveland. Yeah, furiously trying to to get Gordon going, and it seemed like he regressed that game.
1: Yeah, a bit. I I think he is realizing, and obviously there's been some articles, and you saw the the video series from the Athletic. There's been plenty of great job with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's been some great content um uh, about Gordon Hayward and his recovery but I think he's really come to realize that it is going to be a long process this isn't just going to be an overnight thing where he steps on the floor and he's going to be back to his his old self um of course that you know no one was fully expecting that but he's had some back problems here going forward and he said his body is feeling better and he's you know he's shaking off some of the rust but it's not going to be an overnight thing and I think that's becoming a realization for a lot of fans out there as well Kyrie, on the other hand, I was pretty impressed with. He looked like yeah, a guy too- who's been waiting to step back out there for yep. the entire offseason. And, and he just kind of was geared to go. And he played, uh, I don't know, like 26 minutes in his in his second preseason game. And he sat out the last two because of his ribs. Who knows if there was actually a rib injury. There we go. That was
0: a laugh. I, I mean, I wasn't there. You were at the practices. But from what it seemed from watching the... The videos on CLNS and Celtics' blog, it it seemed like that was pretty much a joke.
1: Yeah, yeah. Either way, it got him out of those last two games, got him a couple days off and avoid a trip to Cleveland. But either way, I thought Kyrie looked great. I think Gordon its going to take some time. Brad Stevens said on uh, Monday after practice that they're going to probably shoot to get him around 25 minutes a game in the early going, which sounds about right. I'm sure there will be some games where it's below that, some games where it's above that. Just really depends on the night. But again, the nice thing is they have this depth where they yep. can afford to do that. You know, they can, they really can. So, um, in terms of the regular season and how those 25 minutes are going to impact it, Brad Stevens wouldn't release a starting lineup yet. He said he's going to announce it <laughs> on Tuesday night at TD Garden. So, we'll right. have to wait and see. <laughs> Who knows if they'll end up matching up big with uh, Aaron Baines against Joel Embiid like they've done in the past. So, there is right. actually a little bit of mystery there, more so than. Uh, other nights maybe, but, but we'll just have to wait and see. So before we move on,
0: Kyrie too, I I was kind of watching Kyrie closely because, and I don't know how to say this without sounding douchey, but like (laughs) with the movie and everything else, you just seem to be doing so much media as a, as a Hollywood star. I'm like, is this dude working out? Well, yeah, like, clearly what's he doing? He was.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Clearly he was, because he looks phenomenal. He so really I was does. looking at it from him less from an injury standpoint, more from, you know, a is human he be standpoint. In shape?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, and
0: right. and as far as Gordon goes, no one's really talking about that second surgery. I wonder if, if that had anything to do with with the slow start too, I mean, I, I don't really know. I, like again, I had no expectations with Gordon.
1: Yeah, I think it totally could. I mean, it's clear that once he got that surgery, his ankle felt extremely better, and it was definitely right. needed. Uh, but again, that could have been a setback in terms of conditioning, something like that. Conditioning, I mean, he, right? He, he said today he he feels like he's in game shape, but he always follows it up with a but. You know, it's yep. it, you're not going to really know until you're out there, which is fair, and you know that's that's pretty clear. Well, and that's the
0: thing too. I think it's less the, of course, there's injury stuff going on that you you know confidence and being you know how are you attacking the basket, how aggressive are you, are you going in traffic, that kind of stuff. But I think equally important is the fact that the dude has not played a regular season and a professional basketball game in over a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he and he said this morning there's going to be some butterflies. He's or I'm sorry, this afternoon he said there's going to be some butterflies. And that's understandable, you know. He's it's his first time in a really long time stepping out there in a meaningful game. So that's a lot of. But people. he
0: will have M and M in his earbuds.
1: He will have M and M. Thanks <laughs> to Joe Sway Pavoni, will have <laughs> M M in his earbuds, which is great. And and obviously he's embraced the, you know, from that video you saw, he's embraced Boston and the fans for have sure. been great for him. He's continuously thanked Celtics fans for their support throughout his rehab. So yeah, that's really man. great to see. Um, yeah,
0: it, it was. And if I remember correctly. He had a rough preseason last year too.
1: Yeah, I don't really. It was pretty his preseason last year. I mean, I I I do my best to when I when I move on from a preseason, I just let like, it go. <laughs> I just throw it in the garbage and never look back on it again. I think because, the players do too, yeah, especially this year. I think you're right. So in that regard, let's look at the regular season. Obviously, yeah. we've got the first game Tuesday night, eight o'clock at TD Garden, Sixers Celtics. It's the rivalry that the NBA is. Just like, you know, yeah, and and rightfully so. Obviously, there's some animosity, like Jason Tatum said earlier this week. There's some animosity between the two teams that's, you know, undisputable. But I think uh, I think it's a great matchup to start out with. So, what do you, you love, Philly? I uh, yeah, that is a <laughs> <laughs> I I have trouble with the Sixers. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I have trouble with them. They. They, I don't think they're going to be as good this year. I think they actually might regress a little bit. Yeah, man. you
0: said that you think and a step back defensively, right? I do.
1: I do. I think a step back defensively. I don't really – you know, I hope he's fully healthy, but I don't really trust Joel Embiid's durability. I mm-hmm. don't know. We just found out Markel Foltz is going to start tomorrow night against the Celtics. I don't know <laughs> if I trust him yet to be a viable secondary scorer like they yeah, need. Yeah, man. Me. That concerns me. So I think it's more – uh, just concerns and uncertainty that bothers me about the Sixers team. I, they are going to be good, and they're going to be a playoff team, obviously, and they're going to give the Celtics plenty of trouble because they're a tough matchup. They're a tough matchup for all teams. I just don't it, think they're going to be as good as they were last year. I,
0: I don't, you know, f- far be it for me to say this because I haven't played an NBA game in my life. But <laughs> it seems to me the Sixers. I said this during the playoffs last year. Don't forget, I I covered all, every game in the, the, the that series. Yeah, you did. Including the confetti game, which was amazing, uh, probably one of the best games I've ever covered. But that it seems to me like they just lack something in the mental toughness department.
1: Yeah, they're young. They're young.
0: They're young. And
1: I mean, people uh, are going to argue this year, or at least right now, until the season gets started, that you know, yeah, they gained another year of experience, and that's really valuable. And it is. I'm not. I'm. That is very valuable. But they lost some pretty key defensive pieces and essentially replaced them with guys like Wilson Chandler, which to me yeah. just doesn't do anything for yeah. me. It, it yeah. hurts them on the defensive side of the ball somewhere Where is it's it's important for a team like that because they're not going to have trouble scoring the ball. I mean, they've got a guy no. tomorrow night. They're going to have J.J. Redick coming off the bench. Like, I mean, come on. That's insane. That's unbelievable. So I'm not saying that the Sixers suck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying – I could totally see them finishing fourth in the Eastern Conference. And that top portion of the Eastern Conference is going to be good. Like, you have the Sixers. You have the Celtics. You have the Raptors. In, in no particular order. Don't sleep
0: you, on the wiz, on the Wizards either. The
1: Wizards have a lot of talent. They're just like you know painfully. They'll forever be the Wizards, and they're <laughs> and they're stuck in mediocrity. And I grew up a Wizards fan. And, really? Uh, yeah, I've got that. family in Washington. Unfortunately, I don't. You know, I don't go around telling people I grew up a Wizards fan because so it's were, not you,
0: a, were you a Bullets fan, or were they always the Wizards? They
1: were always the Wizards. They were always the Wizards. So when I was growing up, it was like the end of Jordan's. Wizards run and then you oh, had, wow yeah and then it turned into Larry Hughes and Gilbert Arenas and that's when it was great they would go and get smacked by LeBron every year in the playoffs but the regular yeah. season was enjoyable but that's not necessarily something I boast about being it's a, a Washington Wizards
0: fan but it's a very odd arena like you, you it's in the middle of the city right? it is it's smack and in the then you go city. in and I kind of I'm getting us off track here but I hope this doesn't I don't see how it could happen with with Boston Garden because the fans are just such diehard sports fans, but when you go to covering a Wizards game, it's incredible. Like you're in the press box and there's nobody, I like, guess half empty in the yep. middle of the playoffs. You're like, how is this possible? Then you go out downstairs to, you know go to the bathroom or do something and everybody's out in the bars and clubs out in the you go like through the men's and you, eat areas. you
1: go through this like weird court level club for club. like, like season ticket holders and there's music playing and you're trying to walk through with your laptop to yeah to rush like, in at to the to end of the, the game and in you're in hurry you're bumping then into some sudden, guy in a seersucker suit all
0: of a sudden and, and Sway and i are, are i think jeremy all three of us were there we're we're like, oh man, these fans suck. And <laughs> all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, the place is packed. You're like, yeah. ah, everybody parties and gets drunk out and don't want and watch the games on monitors. And then they come in for the fourth quarter. That's just been my experience there. I've it is a weird. I've, it's a,
1: it's a weird environment. You know, I've covered games there as like working, and I've been right. to plenty of games as there a as a fan. And it is weird. Like if you go to a Wizards game on a Tuesday night against the Phoenix Suns, it's a dark place. Like, it is right. it is not a great environment. But you get the Cavs in there, the Celtics in there on a, a primetime game on, like, a Thursday or a Friday night. It's a good place to watch a game. It well, really that's what is. I'm
0: saying. It would be, like, the fourth quarter. in the play. It's empty in the third. The fourth is is packed, but it's not only packed. It's packed with really drunk fans yeah, who are, who loud. are raucous and crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it goes from... You know, an empty arena, and they have those lights like the Celtics just installed, Delaware North just installed the Garden, you know, right. where
1: the, the, theater the stands are very theater. dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting environment. But back to the standings yeah. you know back to we, we'll have we'll have to go through another time yeah where we just talk about arenas <laughs> and different arena experiences but um i i think they're one of the most talented teams in the league obviously they might have an issue with depth this year but they brought in guys like austin rivers who are going to help in that category but they're an interesting and I think team gortat was so bad last year and he gortat he, was he, he was a problem in the locker room there too they had a lot of issues they had a
0: lot of issues and like he's he's usually like one of those guys that you say okay I mean, back in the Big Three, or I would want him on on the Celtics. Yeah, you know, he was just a great runs the floor, great runs the pick and roll, great, great looks like great, a good teammate. Roll, but yeah. man, he has something to prove this year, so they yeah, could be I, lethal. That top half of the Eastern Conference,
1: everybody's sleeping on them. They are. So where do you where do you see a team like the Wizards finishing? What's <laughs> your give me your top five of Eastern Conference? My top top five,
0: five would probably be Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia, Milwaukee.
1: Okay. And then
0: probably Washington, and then the also Rams.
1: Yeah. See this where this is where it gets kind of interesting for me is that bottom portion of the top tier because I have the same thing. I've got the Celtics and the Raptors. Then I've got the Bucks. I think the Bucks will finish third. Uh, just Budenholzer as their coach. I think that coaching change makes very a well, very massive well difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I would have the Sixers and fourth. But five and six Miami? gets interesting because you've got I think the Pacers and the Wizards will probably vie Ooh, for five and I even and six. forgot the Pacers existed. The, and they're good. The Pacers <laughs> know, have a good team, man, I know. Slappy. But again, that's that's a team that everyone kind of sleeps on. And you could see them beating up on those lower tier teams in the East yep, and sneaky yep. and sneaky winning fifty yep. plus games. I, I would not yep. be surprised by that at all. Yep. Um yep. Wow. So, so the Eastern Conference you know, as even though it's the little brother to the west, it's still gonna be interesting and I, I it, you know call me crazy, but I do really enjoy watching like a Pacer's knicks game in the middle of the week, maybe I've got a problem and I watch That's an unhealthy, a dime, I watch an unhealthy amount of n b a league
0: pass but dude, you live in the North End like go get a good dinner. <laughs>
1: Well, Don't I, you know, watch the Pacers can, and the Knicks, maybe, man. Maybe, Don't you get tired of working? <laughs> maybe I'll get it. I'll get some pasta to go. I'll bring it ah. back to my apartment and I'll watch Pacers Knicks. <laughs> I'll do that. But I, either way, I think the East is going to be really interesting this year. And obviously this first matchup, Sixers-Celtics, is going to be marquee. So I talked to you about this earlier in the preseason, a little bit during training camp. What are your expectations for, say, the first month, like the early going? I know you had hinted at maybe seeing the Celtics come out of the gates a little bit slow. What are you thinking for the first? I, I
0: I still think it's going to be a, a rough go at the start, mm-hmm. and I think fan, you know, typical Boston radio out here, the fans are going to be cliff jumping. <laughs> um, I, I just feel it. I feel like they were they had, they gelled so well last year mm-hmm. that, and you're you're not adding in, you know, two role players here. You're you're adding in a superstar, a borderline superstar, trying to recover, improve something, and a quality role player. Right. So you're almost changing the whole team. So there's, I just think there's going to be an adjustment period. And I think I never want to ever insinuate that the Gordon injury was a good thing. Of course it wasn't, but it did galvanize them right, for 16 straight games. So, and Kyrie was just unstoppable during that period. So, I think they'll be slow out of the gates. Now, I was one of the guys last year who had them at 500 entering December. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I learned from that, so I don't know that I'll make that prediction right now. But I think it's going to be, le- and it's going to be less uh, obvious how much better they are than the rest of the pack probably until midseason. Nearly going. And I-, I mean, that's just my thought. And
1: yeah, I know, can I-, I can totally see that. I mean. It's going to take some meshing. It's going to take some time, and everyone, you know, that kind of sentiment has been just beaten to death here because everyone knows it's going to take some time. But but it is the truth, and I think it's important for people not to panic right off the bat because this team, can, af- this team can afford to do that. They they can afford to kind of figure it out and, and feel yeah. this out in the early going and then really step it up come, maybe it is early-ish, maybe it's still November, December, but it might be a slow start here, and, I, and that wouldn't really surprise me at all i think they've starting right off the bat they go sixers raptors and they play three games that they play three games not, in five days so it's not an easy i'm gonna start. tell
0: you i can see them coming out of that stretch at 500
1: i i wouldn't that, be surprised either i'm also just quick side note i'm so excited to see the raptors i have no idea what to really expect there. i like. don't know what to expect there, i can't wait all. to see nick nurse's group <laughs> because i think nick nurse is a great coach
0: yeah, and, uh, you always
1: say that. Yeah, and and I do. Of course, I'm with everyone else. Everyone wants to see Kawhi Leonard, which is that's right. obvious. But right, um, that'll be fun. Yeah. But I, I I totally am with you there on a potential slow start. That's an L to me
0: because the Celtics always suck in Toronto. I mean, they back do. to the Garnett era, they just suck there. I mean, there that's a tough place to play. Period. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see they. I could really see them dropping that. Game. I could see them end opening the season zero and two. Really. That's not a hot take. I mean, they were it's only not. two last year opening the season. I it's, really could. I could see Philadelphia coming in
1: with something to prove. Yeah, I think Toronto they're going to be was, pretty juiced.
0: Yeah, Toronto, I mean, what is it, two nights and three games? It's in Toronto. Yeah, it's
1: three, three games in five days, which three is tough. Games in,
0: and then on top of that, they have pinned a As much as their talent has done it, they themselves have pinned a bullseye on themselves with all the trash talk.
1: Completely. Completely. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's just stupid, in my opinion. Like, I I I Swagger and trash talk midway through the season when you're coast, when you're you know coasting to win, win after win after win. But in mm-hmm. preseason, you're just asking for trouble.
1: I, I think a lot of that would have been pinned on them either way, but you're right; it clearly did not help. It doesn't uh, help when a lot of you know Marcus, Marcus Morris. Morris. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's part of why I love covering the NBA. The drama is amazing. It's but, the best. You know, when well, Marcus Morris is, is Twitter fighting, and it's just. And Marcus Smart is really fighting, yeah. you know. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. That that
1: Marcus Smart, J.R. Smith beef goes back quite it. a while. It goes back to Jay Crowder getting injured. Yep. You know, it, it goes way back. But I think it's nice that they, there's still a little bit of juice between those two teams. Because the Cavs, are, the Cavs aren't going to have much, uh, you know, excitement this year per se. But I think it's, it's nice that the Celtics can still look forward to a little rivalry there. In yeah. my opinion, at least. Yeah, I mean, at, at least...
0: Cleveland showed up for those two games. The Celtics didn't even show up. No,
1: the Celtics You know, and
0: Cleveland, in, like right. I'm saying, I, I'm thinking similarly with Philadelphia, although they're obviously a way more talented team. Yeah. But they're going to come into that game really ready to kick kick butt because they got embarrassed in the playoffs by the Celtics yeah, last year. Yeah, they did.
1: Jason Tatum adding on to the trash talks. So yeah, he, told, love, said he, he said he told Joel Embiid when they worked out with Drew Hamlin this summer that, you know, they should have swept him, which was great. But... Again, yeah. the other thing I loved too
0: was, uh, and you were there at the the Shamrock
1: event yeah. with him and Kyrie,
0: you know, busting each other, and then you know Kyrie comes back with, yeah, but I went number one after 14 games <laughs> so, or whatever, it was so good. And, and and Jason's like, Danny's screwed
1: that up it's me. danny's fault I, I didn't go number one yeah that was, yeah and that you was don't awesome. see that side of him very often you don't Jesus. you don't you see it off camera if you're in the locker yeah. room you see him messing around but he's very Decent shy around. when it comes to you yeah you know in front of the he's either shy or really well trained i think it's a little bit of both i, I think it's too. a little bit of both because he is shy but he's got that duke in him where he's yep. just bred to be an nba star who manages everything perfectly yep. absolutely mm-hmm. perfectly so you think they're going to lose uh tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening on tuesday yeah, I, what, what's I'm your i'm not predicting it i'm saying it could happen it could you know, happen. I sound like charles bark yeah. <laughs> yeah. either way either way it'll be a great matchup obviously it's a rivalry that everyone loves and and the nba is pushing we'll get it on christmas day too which i think is ridiculous that they gave the celtics and the sixers the same game on opening night and christmas it's like they're force-feeding it to
0: well and after to, 50 years of no christ of traveling on christmas day the Celtics now have two years in a row where they home openers at home. That hasn't happened in about five years, yeah. and where uh, they're traveling or they're not traveling on Christmas, right? You know that that was always Celtics. When I was growing up, Christmas was always Celtics, Sixers, Lakers, Houston,
1: right? That was it. Yeah. It was always a doubleheader. Yeah, I think the NBA really missed a good opportunity to make it Celtics Lakers on Christmas Day. I think that would have been awesome. I think that, that would have
0: been that would have been uh pretty epic i think yeah, yeah. it would have been fun anytime you get lebron and now he's wearing yellow or and purple purple and gold come on
1: oh my god I, what
0: do you think do you think the,
1: uh, where do you have them this year i think they're gonna fall towards the bottom tier maybe they're gonna make the playoffs i think but i think they'll be right. towards the bottom half of the west maybe up towards like six but i don't Hate wow, this team. I mean, team. you just think
0: that's how good LeBron is. It is,
1: but I really don't hate I don't hate this team as much as everyone else does. But LeBron alone is such a factor. It's ridiculous. But I like this young core around him. I think he can really help guys like Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo well, Ball I, with Rajon Rondo. Rondo. Rondo could, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he keeps his head on
0: straight, Rondo could really assist Ball quite a bit. Agreed. Agreed. I Agreed. just hope that LeBron doesn't sabotage Luke Walton because he's a really good coach
1: I think this is the first time where he's finally with I've said this before but he's full strike to key he he bowed down a bit he's yeah and I think I think LeBron now for the first time in his career is playing somewhere where the team and the franchise is bigger is bigger than his brand Yeah. yeah and that's that's a first for him but I think he realizes that and so I think you said gonna, that on, on one of our phones. I think I did, yeah. Because I think I've I heard did. that
0: before, and it's a great – you should do a column on that. It's yeah, a great, great, it, great really, storyline.
1: And I think he he realizes that, and, and if he doesn't, Magic Johnson is going to force him to realize that. Um, and so oh, I think yeah. that's going to prevent him from doing that to Luke Walton. I think Luke Walton's a good player's coach. I hope they give him a chance.
0: I hope so, too. I mean – I didn't hear him like joking in the media. It's joking, so don't anybody think it's serious. But <laughs> joking in the media that Walton's out and Magic will be on the bench by midseason.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> would that would be something. That would be something. I think my brain would explode if I, I right, were. I-
0: but it would make for great showtime. I mean, they may not win games, but it would be great entertainment.
1: Yeah, it really, it really would. It really <laughs> would. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up there because you know we could talk about projections. We could talk about all this. What's yeah. Your, do what's your win total guess? Let's just take a quick estimate of win total for the Celtics before we go here.
0: I'm going to say uh, 58 wins.
1: 58 wins. Okay,
0: which is two less than I said last week. So they're losing wins.
1: Yeah, right <laughs> I think they're, they're slowly. When we when we talk tomorrow at the Garden, it'll be 52. It'll be 56. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think right around there is probably good. I, I'm going to say you know 59 or 60 somewhere around there. But it really depends on. How much they're resting health. guys in the middle of the season, how, yeah, how much they're kind of managing their team going forward because Golden State is a team that could win 70 games a year, no problem, but they don't no care about the regular season. They know that they've got to manage themselves going into the, into the playoffs. And, into and the they learned into the that playoff. in their 71 season. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, they that's, did. that's,
0: that's when they went and don't forget Celtics fans. It is a tough last year it was a tough second half of the season, but it's the schedule is tough. And I mean, I think they go out West very early this they year. Do, yeah. They're on the road a lot. Yep. So, you know, it, it could be an, a, not an ugly, but a kind of an, um, an average, an average star where our expectations are first half of the season.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that could happen with plenty of teams in the NBA, but especially sure. a group adding in two all stars to a lineup that was already pretty good last year. So again, opening night, is here, Celtic Sixers, 8 o'clock, TD Garden. Nick, I'll see you there, man. Dude, I will
0: see you there. I'm off to the garden.